Hello, my name is Annie Mack and I have a terrible memory. Terrifyingly terrible. I can't remember huge amounts of my life and it's freaking me out. So I've decided to use this podcast as a way to get my memory back week by week by week. And who better to help on this memory mission than my family and friends and some fabulous guests. To start us off, we're going back to the year 1995. I was 17 years old. Here's my mother. It was just after you did your leaving and you had got your results. No, you had done your interviews for drama school and you didn't get them. You got the points and all, but you didn't get the interviews. And you were very disappointed. And you went out one afternoon on your own and came back with your long, lovely, curly, wavy hair all gone and this little crop about an inch long. And your dad and I were shocked into silence. Wide open gobs. We were so upset. But we got over it. (laughs) Well, we had no choice. And then when you went to your Deb's dance and you went downtown and you just buy your dress all, all on your own yeah. and um, you came back with this little short camouflage camouflage dress that I just loved I thought it was brilliant not at all Debsy but totally different I just loved it and then Rachel did your hair in this stand up style and you looked a million dollars without a doubt the star of the Debs <laughs> so you liked it then loved it Didn't I bring you my hair home in a plastic bag? Yes, oh, you did, yes. You brought it all home. Did you? I think I, think I remember you crying. Did you cry? I think I remember crying too. <laughs> well, wouldn't any mother? I've decided that Rosie Mack is a drama queen and I get all my drama queen traits off of her. <laughs> I have, like, flashes of memory from that day. Like, just little flashes. I remember us being sat in the hairdresser and the hairdresser being gobsmacked when I told her how short I wanted it. And I remember my mother's face when I handed over the plastic bag with the ponytail in it. And I remember going to school the next day and it was like something out of, like, an American high school movie because this classroom block where all the classrooms were, had these stairs going up the middle of it and everyone would hang around at the top of the stairs, around the banisters, kind of looking down. And I had to walk up these stairs and it felt like time was slowing down because I felt all these eyes on me. You know, I'd made such a dramatic haircut. My hair was down to my bum. It was really thick, wavy hair. And now it was like a two-blade literally a two-blade all over. And I felt so exposed in every way. And I remember the same day, my science teacher, Mr O'Connor, saying, you boy, thinking I was a boy. So addressing me, seeing me from behind, addressing me as if I was a boy. Shortly after that, not long after that, I moved to Belfast and I bleached my hair. Bleach blonde. And it was kind of bleach blonde for ages. And then it turned a weird, I kind of tried to dye it like a red colour but didn't really achieve the brightness that I wanted so it was this kind of very tough 
like Auburn-y, like home die affair. And then all the way through my 20s, I kind of cultivated it and grew it slowly but surely. And when I became a DJ and my name kind of weirdly started becoming a brand in terms of like a name that people knew from the radio, I went from being Annie McManus to Annie Mac. So it was in 2012 when we, we, we came up with a new logo for Annie Mac Presents and Annie Mac. And the logo was a very, very basic kind of digital cartoon drawing of my face and my hair. My hair being this big kind of curly crown over my head. From then on, that very simple cartoon face became the first kind of graphic that people would think of when it came to me. It was on my visuals behind me when I was DJing in clubs and at festivals. As I said, it was on the front of the compilation CDs. We had merchandise, it was on mugs, it was on T-shirts, it was on hoodies. So suddenly this kind of basic image of me with this big curly hair became the default setting for people when they thought of me. And my hair became famous, I guess. You know, people always on Twitter, I'll get like photos sent to me of like pets with big hair and be like, oh, my dog looks like Ali Mac. Or people with big hair. Or, you know, oh, I saw Ali Mac in the club last night and it's a picture of a girl with like thick, curly, short hair. And I've realised over the years that my hair is kind of, my hairstyle is weirdly kind of rare. There's not that many people, girls, white girls, who have cultivated their curls everywhere I look when you look at red carpet photos, you know, photos on the front of magazines. It's always a certain kind of type or ideal of, of, of hair and beauty. And it's normally straight, glossy, or kind of, you know, waves that are styled in by heat and tongs. It's an interesting conversation. I've really struggled with my hair over the years. Sometimes I just wanted to chop it all off, especially recently. But that could be part of the midlife crisis that I suspect I may be having. It's weirdly become a huge part of who I am and a huge part of my identity. Because of that, I thought it would be a good thing to talk about today. So I thought really hard about who I could speak to with regards to hair. And I came up with two Two of my friends. The first is one of the cleverest people I know, actually. Her name is Zazie Ifor. And she is a real intellect, a writer, a broadcaster, a TV presenter, as and when she chooses. And one of her very good friends and mutual friend is Clara Ampho, who does the daytime music show on Radio 1. She's one of the biggest experts I know on pop music and pop culture, so down with everything that's going on in music and beyond. So here they are, Clara and Zazy and myself talking all things hair. I'm going to do it in the start of a spoken word poet. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Please do. My hair, My hair is, is <laughs> a golden mass of curls. Resplendent like the sun rises every morning just like I do. No, I'm joking. <laughs> this is Zazy. My hair is a very large, curly afro um, with a fringe, which was a new introduction in the past year, and it's really been amazing. So much so that I, like, hate the sight of my forehead now. 
um, it's like really big, curly and brown, changes colour depending on how much conditioner I have in it or the how sunny it is. And yeah, it's like a halo of hair and it's mm. a portable pillow. It's just an instant outfit, umpha. It's just my fave thing, actually. Is it? Yeah. So it's your favourite thing about your your kind of corporeal self? Um, Kind of, yeah, maybe. I like other bits as well. But I have to say, I love how my hair feels like a real distillation of who I am in one single thing. Yes! So, yeah. This girl's got away with words. Oh, she, oh, she does. <laughs> okay, Clara, tell me about your hair, please. Damn, how'd you follow that? <laughs> you, you can. You do it for a living. Oh, literally. literally. You can do um, my hair currently, um, what has been for about all oh, 15 years, is unrelaxed. So relaxer um, is a chemical process that a lot of black women use to straighten their hair. My hair is unrelaxed. I currently have an undercut. Little, uh, little shavy shave um, to the left of my head and I have uh, like twists so I have twists with like little extensions so I guess yeah I have a sort of like I don't know like an almost afro emo 14 year old side swept hairdo right now but um, my hair's taken many guises over the years I've I've had I've had a big old afro before um I've had it relaxed but then I stopped relaxing my hair when I was about yeah like 18 because I just didn't like what it was doing to my scalp and my sense of self um and then I had long yeah and I had I had long twists for a while but yeah at the moment I quite like having short hair and at one point I had it just cut really really short had this sort of like yeah. 90s sort of like near long sort of thing going on but at the moment yeah I, I like I'm into a fringe as well yeah me yeah. too I'm, I'm loving my fringe yeah so shout out to my hairdresser Jen Bomb she's the best yeah that's one of the reasons why I wanted you on here Clara was because you of all the people I know have had the most amount of dramatic twists <laughs> yeah. to your hair yeah literally <laughs> from you know full afro to then that super short extreme mm. cut how because i've done that once but i did it when i was 17 and my mother wept openly <laughs> i brought it home for my mom in a plastic bag the ponytail <gasps> yeah it was really oh, melodic wow. but i did it as self-punishment and this is one of the things i i'm really interested in with hair is kind of the history of hair and people's uh, perceptions of hair mm-hmm. and long hair providing mm-hmm. this ideal of femininity, Mm -hmm. right? And then the cutting off of one's hair as punishment as it used to be back in the day mm. and I, I did it not not I did it because I was kind of angry and I wanted to be dramatic and I wanted to lash out and I and I was just I, I was just like fuck it I'm gonna cut all my hair off because that felt like a really rebellious thing to do um for me because for me my hair it was just really long I mean it wasn't even curly I, I didn't know how to cur- I was awful it was just really long frizzy stuff that came to my bum and it's, it was just, it was it was all consuming. It's tough when you're all. a teenager, though, because you just really haven't got the finer points of grooming down. Mm. I've really I've only just learned to, like, take my makeup off. And I re- a right. fo- fully Hello. grown, grown Like, up. I only started doing my nails when I was in my late 20s. Mm. Um, right. Eyebrows, mid-30s. Right. I'm just waiting for my microblading to heal as we speak. <laughs> I mean, thank you. Yeah. Clara, you taught me about that. Mate, you did it a couple of years savior. ago. Yeah. So, yeah, so what was it like for you? going short, like super extreme short. Do you know what? It was scary, but it was really liberating. Because I remember I did it, I want to say, yeah, late 2017, 2018. I had a really interesting year. It'd been a great year professionally. Personally, it was a little bit of a mess. 
So was there a personal kind of... Do you think there was something inside that was like, fuck it? I think I think a little bit. Um, I think... And genuinely, and like, on physically, like, my hair had been a bit... had gotten a bit damaged because I had this big old afro. And, you know, there was a bit of follicular assistance in there, shall we say. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a few booster tracks uh, to make it bigger. But the thing is, when you... With afro hair, anyway, um, when you continuously um, pull at it, you know, you can get traction alopecia and you can, you can, do, you can do a lot of damage. And I found that, like, um, like the crown of my head and, like, and my edges had been, had been... had suffered quite a bit just because of the constant pull. And my hairdresser, Gem, she'd been on at me. She was like, you know, we need to cut it. Let's just start again. I was like, oh, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. But also I was quite excited about the idea of just like dealing like with my face and just sort of really just trying to find true confidence in just being okay with seeing my face so immediately. Because I think... I think my hair was a bit of a security yeah. uh, blanket for so many years because I, used, when I was a teenager, my hair was braided and I had it every flipping colour of the sun. I had like pink braids, blue braids, purple braids, like red. I mean, now when I look back, I'm like, oh my god. But that was my self-expression. But it was, it almost became like my thing. Oh, Clara with the colourful braids, and and I think I always, yeah, had a security thing with hair. My afro became like that. I mean, people knew me for it, but then I, it almost became more known than me, and it, I found that kind of frustrating at times mm. because I would literally spend most of my day explaining like no you can't touch it because I said so How why do you people want to touch it well let's let's get it let's well, let, let's talk the things oh, when it comes to afro hair it has been othered so much by you know by essentially by like white society because yeah. um, obviously black people know like what, what our hair does yeah. but um, there's there's this otherness of like oh my god it it can be braided it can be relaxed because afro hair is magical like it is amazing it is great but it doesn't mean that you can stick your hands in it your <laughs> hair is a part of your body mm. so when yeah. someone touches my hair Hair without asking i'm not joking i feel as invaded as if they put their hands on my knickers or something like i will never forget like the worst time it happened i was in paris and i was crossing the street i'd asked this guy for directions or something and then i was just crossing the street and then he decided to like like he reached over and put his hand up my neck and oh, into like the nape of my neck and Whoa. into my hair and it literally was, I felt so violent. I felt like crying you know like, okay. it feels really intimate like the nape of your neck is a very intimate place mm. And just someone touching your scalp, someone touching your hair, it's so horrible. Like, and in the same way that I don't... I think it's really crazy when people touch, like, pregnant women's bumps without asking. Like, this is somebody's body. It's really, really, really weird and mm. intrusive and horrible. And I think particularly as a woman, like, there are just so many times that society flouts just common boundaries and respect for you and you're expected to just suck it up and get on with it and, mm. and smile. Don't be difficult. Don't make a big thing about it. Just it's suck just it up. What's the big I just deal? wanted to touch it. Yeah. Oh, I just thought it was nice. Listen, it's not nice. Mm. Like, it's really horrible. And it's really terrible when it's, like, other women that do it to you because, again, you think... You, sh you know what it's like to have your body kind of invaded in that kind of way mm -hmm. you know what that's like what are you doing but it is but i think it is that it's that exoticism isn't it yeah. towards afro hair and just but, also yeah. this sense of like ownership over black people's bodies like mm. i'm curious in you and i can just explore that curiosity whether you like it or not like mm. you're an object for me to yeah. probe to inquire about don't, I'm not curious in you. Just fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't give a shit about your lank hair. Word, I don't give a word, shit about word, you. Word, word. And even if I was remotely curious about you, I'm not enough to now come and start examining you like some foreign species. I don't care enough. I actually don't understand why you care enough. <laughs>
I love I love hearing you talk about your hair yeah. and the way it's different kind of personalities and different incarnations. It's yeah. like it's a sentient being. It yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it like is. it's like it's a pet. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> It really is. And I feel like I treat yeah, my hair I, like that. Yeah. Like it's like my friend and you know, yeah. and I you know, it's a very it is like a pet because it's like a really faithful pet, you know. Like I am not the most diligent when it comes to like I'm not fastidious when it comes to my hair. I don't do be doing twist outs every night and things masks. that are masks and you know, I don't do all these things that I don't really do a lot of maintenance like other people do, which I really admire, I just can't be bothered. And my hair just... <laughs> you and me are literally the yeah. exact same, Zazie. My hair is really just like, hey, babe, it's okay, I got you, you know? You're a fucking mess, but that's I've got so you. True. I've always got your back, man. You're going to be a grot bag. You're not going to be putting in the moisturising spray like you're supposed to do, but I'm still going to look like... I'm still... I'm not going to ever have you... be big for you. Yeah, I'm never going to have gonna... you out here looking crazy. And I don't have my hair And when that. you meet Zazie, you literally feel the hair saying that, like... <laughs> Hi, we're both here. Hi, it's Daisy and hair. Friends, man. Oh man, it is Best friends. Yeah. yeah, yeah, amazing. Clara, tell me about your kind of worst. Ooh. There's a quote here. There's a Jim Morrison quote, which is Ooh. where oh, is it? What's Jim saying? He was fine, man. Good old Jim. He was fine. <laughs> he just had some of the worst mistakes in my life. Wear my hair cuts. <laughs> Any bad mistakes? Um, when I was a kid, and it, this wasn't my fault, actually, my mum was getting me ready for nerves. Back to Clara. And I'm one of, well, technically six kids. My sister wasn't brought up with us till later. So, like, in our household, there was mainly five of us, like, four boys and me. And my mum was getting me ready for nursery school uh, one day, and she left me alone in the bathroom for maybe, I don't know, all of, all of ten minutes, and there was, like, a pair of scissors in there. <laughs> and my older brother, Andrew, who's, like, now one of my best friends, decided to like he just saw me pick some scissors and just went I had like a quite a sizable like like quite soft like lovely little afro as a kid he cut it all and I and my mum had to send me to school in a scarf because she was just like oh my god oh my god oh Andrew why oh oh I just it's almost like a Mr T-esque haircut (laughs) with it both shaved on both sides like a bit of length from the top because Andrew had just gone I pity the fool for real yeah literally (laughs) literally (laughs) I was just me in a picture like purse lips like "Mm Can we talk about actual curly hair? Yeah. The thing that m- most people say to me, it's always women, is, oh, I wish I had curly hair. I just wish I could have it curly. And I'm like, well, well, well is your hair curly? And they're like, well, it's wavy, like, but I do straighten it. And it's like, well, why do you straighten it? And this is my thing. So many people straighten their hair that I've come across um, and they spend fucking an hour a day with their tongs straightening it out rather than embracing the curls that they have in a natural way, this glossy, straight as a ruler, like, down look. Why are people obsessed with straight hair? That is a big, old question. I actually asked Oshin, my son, before you guys got here, I actually said to him, because I've never asked him about my hair in my life, I Mm. said, babe, um, do you like my hair? And he was like, "Eh." he didn't say anything. And then I was like, do you you think, what kind of hair do you wish I had? And he went, long and straight like Lucy's. (gasps) Wow. I was like, what? And I was like, well, I think you'll find that's not Lucy's hair. It's, it's someone from Estonia. Yeah. Okay? So <laughs> this is all mine. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was like, what? Where did that come from? Well, this is the thing. I think, 
I mean, there's lots of ways you can look at it. I mean, obviously, we are we are two black women. We are two yeah. West African women. You are an so Irish white woman. But but I but I do think the ideologies stem from the same place mm-hmm. where about you know this Eurocentric, really Aryan idea of beauty mm-hmm. is uh, is to have like straight blonde hair like this. Mm. I, I I think it's just it's always been in all of our cultures, this assimilation to sort of, like, just, I guess, Aryan ideals. Mm. I mean, it's not been in all of our cultures. It's more that the, 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 the kind of dominant... Media um, force. Yeah. The yeah. dominant it's, force has yeah. enforced this. Yes. Everyone yeah. has to kind of... It, 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 that trickles down and affects everyday life. Like, I mm. can remember, like, you know, when I was leaving school and I think we had to have, like, mock interviews before we left at school, like, you know, just to see what it'd be like in the real world. And... You know, I remember, I think it was my sister or another, like a, an older woman I respected, certainly, said to me, look, you know, when you have your mock interview, don't be going there with your hair all wild, you know? Like, I know you think you're funky, but you need to scrape that shit back. Oh. And like, you know, like, because there's an idea that black hair in its natural state is unprofessional. That, for the longest time, even now in corporate, in boardrooms oh today, my God. as much as we're all feeling like, you know, liberated by Solange and don't touch my hair and everyone's, mm. you know, wondering what curl pattern they are and embracing it and loving it, corporate culture is still very highly, highly mm. restrictive and well, there's very pu- narrow ideals of... back as well, if you look yeah. at cabin crew and stuff like mm, that, yeah. you never see it. Well, what down. constitutes wow. neat hair? Like a lot of cabin crew, a lot of these things where they have a sort of guide, aesthetic guideline for employees, mm. it says hair should be tied, like, should be neat. Mm. And it's like there's... Yeah, what is neat? What, what constitutes wow. neat hair? And What's groomed? In high What's schools, sleep? you know, there's yeah. been... The, uh, the amount, there's at least once every, like, three to... F- yeah, once every three or four months, I will see a story of like a young a young black kid who's been sent home because they got their hair in dreadlocks or they've come to school with their natural afro just mm. like you know just like say for example like little let's just say little like shamar's hair mm-hmm. grows out is rather than down doesn't mean it's any less professional mm. for school or yeah. school and it's than not little outlandish Sarah's. yeah it's, it's, it's just, just how his hair yeah. is yeah. i think of course all racial groups there just is this thing of like you know straight Blonde hair, or just the idea, just like yeah, yeah, just yeah, just image. It's mad, and I think there's something patriarchal about it as well because I don't think men have to faff about well making themselves palatable in in the same way. Like Mm. uh, yeah, men with curly hair, I don't see them having to straighten their hair for the workplace. Mm. Listen to this in the Bible, Mm. right? We're told that if a woman has long hair, it is a glory to her, for her hair is given to her for a covering. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm inclined to agree. Orthodox, Orthodox Jewish women, when they get married, sometimes cut their hair short and cover it with a wig as their religion deems hair to be an alluring attribute, which is no longer needed when they're married, you see. I wanted to, like, yeah, explore the idea of short hair and femininity and hair, long hair equals mm. femininity. Because do you watch Game of Thrones? No. Do you know, I really wish I got into it more. It's one of there's, my big regrets. There's this yeah. one, like, really defining scene where they're kind of the most, the biggest kind of villain who would, the, the women characters in it are incredible. But she she finally gets her comeuppance and she has to walk through the town. <gasps> With the bell ringing saying shame. Naked. Okay. No. <laughs> naked. Well, nearly. Yeah, fully naked. But they chop all her hair off. And that's part of the punishment is that she's totally exposed and she has to walk through with everyone spitting at her and throwing shit at her and shouting at her. And it's really like the queen is the queen is fucked, basically. Right. But it's the idea of the hair being part of that punishment and the idea of why 
short hair on a woman is seen as something that isn't uh, feminine. Well, yeah, it's it's so funny because I have to say, like, when I had my super, super short hair, I'd never felt sexier, to be honest. My my sister has hair that is, like, probably, like, a a centimetre and a half long. Mm. And it's grey. And she 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 just lets it be grey, and she looks so beautiful. Yeah, it kind of blows my mind every time I see yeah. it. Yeah, like I I think I think there's power as as like yeah in 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 the, in the same way that you have power having your big old hair. Yeah. yeah, like there is power I think in having a really short haircut because you're saying this is me, this is my face. It literally deal with me, yeah. which which I love. And it was and, and yeah, going back to earlier on, I think that's one of the reasons why I cut my hair. Not only because it was it had been damaged and I just wanted to change and whatever. I just thought this is going to be a really good um, confidence builder. Mm. I've just got to deal with what's there and just accept everything I see and just be happy about it. And it, and it honestly did wonders for my confidence. Yeah. And funny enough, not that obviously male attention is what all straight women like live for whatever but I actually got approached more by guys with short hair than I ever did when I had big old afro and longer braids no I really did I don't find that surprising though because I think having short hair sort of shows a sort of a degree of like self-possession you know yes and it's that is very attractive to men with sense or people with sense to people without sense who see someone with this kind of confidence there's a threat there of like oh god she's a bit too liberated she's yeah. you know like oh like well don't worry if my girlfriend having short hair i feel like i'm kissing the bloke like yeah just, or just the fact that oh. like a woman who's quote unquote brave enough to have short hair like, she's too unruly for me you know she's mm. too whatever it's ludicrous like it's crazy i think also just this i, I think it's interesting that like disfiguring a woman Mm. In a way, is, is is used as a punishment, as if to say that's that's the worst thing you can do like to a woman. Like it's, it's, it's just it's dehumanizing. Yeah, it's the them. worst thing you can do to spoil her looks. Like cut her hair off, and she's going to be ugly, and that's going to oh, ruin her life. It's yeah. like that is that it just, just just again speaks to the place that women have been expected to occupy in yeah. society all this time. It's a yeah. kind of decorative role, and so if that's your one job is to be beautiful, and we yeah. take that away from you in the gen the eyes of the general population you're ruined it's really crazy like mm. it is really crazy like a bad haircut for a man's not going to ruin his life oh, that wouldn't be a punishment for a man yeah mm. the only man in history that that was a punishment for was samson and that's because it had superpowers yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. But the men it's thing crazy. is interesting because the men have to deal with a whole other thing, which is which is baldness. True. And, and and the men that are kind of celebrated for being attractive as they get older are called silver foxes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and you know, so they have hair that is kind of part of the attraction because it's gone grey. But if you're bald... Yeah, it's interesting because some That's an men, interesting journey for a man, yeah, right? I think, yeah. especially if they've had loads of hair before. Yeah. It's because, yeah, I've got a friend who, who I won't... whose name I won't say, but he... Um, but when he was younger, he had, like, really thick blonde hair and he was just, like... He got loads of attention. Like, he was he was a hot young guy and he's, like, he's still attractive now. And, like, he's been with his partner for, like, 20 years and they're, like, they're all happy and together. But him losing his hair was a really mm. big thing for him. I, I remember... He he told me it like made him it made him quite insecure and he had to really accept that well okay I'm just not getting my hair back so he just started shaving it anyway yeah. and yeah. he just sort of like he just leaned into it and he, and he looks great but um but yeah it's I don't think men have to suffer like half as much yeah. no, as don't. we do when it comes to um, did you know that when you're pregnant your your hair falls out yeah I no. that. so, so basically it's, I thought sorry, it'd be stronger. It's so so when you're pregnant you you, you get really beautiful 
more beautiful, basically. And your 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 nails get stronger, your teeth look great, everything, and your hair gets really thick and, and, and luscious and glossy. But then after the baby comes, your hair falls out. So it's literally like you're in the shower and you have clumps. No, no clumps. Not clumps. Clumps. I, I swear, obviously it's different for every person, but for me, especially the second time, my and you hair. You have a lot of hair to begin with. But it's it's but it was so fucked. It's only two hours, two years after Riley now that my hair is starting to become thicker. Like like I've got about so that much. My fringe is, is the kind of amount of growth I've got. But all the ends are fu- like it's mad. And it's like your hair, it's like another another thing that, that, that the female body has to endure. It's, it's like, like you've gone through we'll nine make you months while you're incubating. <laughs> now you've served your purpose. Yeah, Go back. <laughs> That's so wild. It's so wild. Like so wow. you've endured nine months of pregnancy, then labour, and then your hair. That's falls such out. a disrespect. I know. So my hairdresser was trying to say to me, he was like, you should just because he was like, you should just chop it. Like, get it all off and start again. But, but I just really didn't, I really didn't want to do it. I fantasise about shaving it all off, like, <gasps> suit, like, literally having Me no too. hair. Oh like, none whatsoever. Because yeah. I've gone short, but I've still had a little, like, a bit in, in, the, in the middle to sort of play with. But mm. to have no hair... I would just like to try because I just again for me it's about a just for pure convenience mm. it would be fun yeah. and I think a t- and a testing confidence because I did spend so many years with my hair as a security blanket and that's not not necessarily a bad thing but it's for me I think it's just a bit of a challenge shave everything off yeah. and just only wear great earrings yeah <laughs> I mean if yeah. anyone can Clara can I the collection like is we yeah. do like a good earring but yeah I think I think so my mum would go mental though oh my god like, I love like glam so I love yeah. like 70s glam like yeah. big disco. hair disco yeah. I love that kind of soulful, groovy music. Mm. I love the clothes. I love the swishing. I like things that move. I like things that are dramatic. I was like, you know, Sabrina, I want height. I was like, I need height. Like, it has to be, you know, I'm not doing limp. I'm not that girl. I want... Pow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, yeah, it just I, speaks I, to I our was, reference. And yeah. you're like, you're like cool nineties homegirl. Yeah, like, that's how I'm trying to do it. Oh my god, so <laughs> you need to do a tumbler with Clara's hair. I will. I will. Please do. <laughs> no, that is literally my aesthetic. Yeah, and anyone that was in Sister Act too. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's yeah Lauren, vibe. it's like yeah, all man. those girls. Defo, defo, defo. Moesha. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I. That's why I started braiding my hair. It's because of Brandy, the singer. I literally, it was her and Lauren Hill, but mostly because her braids were again her defining thing I remember seeing her on TV and thinking no wow like you're amazing I want to be you and yeah hence well, then I became her yeah. <laughs> she did it she did it but yeah man girls thank you both so much thank you oh for to our hairstory <laughs> Oh man, so interesting to speak to Clara and Zazie about all things hair. Uh, it's been quite a journey for me and my hair. And it's really nice to discuss just the importance of it, the significance of it, the, the defining factors of those follicles on our head and, and how they can really shape your opinion of yourself and shape how you how you walk out into that world that we all live in. I think the main thing that I've learned through life with my hair is that the hair I've been given is the hair that I love. There ain't no judgment 
You know, if you want to straighten your hair, if you want to dye your hair, if you want to chop it all off or have it down to your ankles, do your thing. Uh, the main thing is that use your hair the way that you want to, to be your best self. And don't feel like you have to conform to other people's ideals of what hair, beautiful hair is. So yeah, love your hair. And your hair can be your best friend and love you right back. And it can have your back like it has Zazie's. <laughs> I love that. Next week, we are talking about love. Modern love, to be precise. Uh, I'm going to be interviewing two very dear friends, a wonderful couple called Molly and Mary, who you are going to love. And then it was like, what do you do? What do you do? And we were both in college, at the, in uni at the time. And um, she was like, oh, I do medicine. And, she was, and I was like, oh, I do law. And then it was like, pause. Mary is typing. <laughs> Power couple. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you then. Bye.